got a little bit of economic news, but one of the economic stories that we've talked about all, all year long is the rise in interest rates. And I remember when I was, you know, younger, I'm going to say like late teens, early twenties, kind of a thing back in the late eighties. And, and, you know, I was a dopey kid, so I probably didn't know what I was talking about, but I remember people used to say, if you won a million bucks in the lottery, right? Hey, you stick it in the bank, you live off the interest because interest could be like a hundred grand a year if you had a million or a million plus in the bank. And then for a long time, nobody talked about living off the interest anymore because interest rates were so low for so long that, you know, if you had a million bucks in the bank, I don't think you'd be counting on getting you know, 100,000 out every year, not even close. I mean, interest rates just plummeted. So now that they've come back up, are we in a place again where, hey, wait a minute, all of a sudden, not only the interest we have to pay is a story, but also the interest that we can earn on our savings is a story. Are we starting to see that return to, I mean, you know, it's not going to be 10%, um, but are we getting to areas where it's starting to tick back up and it makes a little bit more sense. And if so, where? We're going to find out now with Shannon Terrell, who is lead writer and spokesperson at Nerd Wallet Canada. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Is it a fair assumption? I mean, does it work like if we see the Bank of Canada rate go up to almost 5%? That means, hey, the interest we get on our savings has to be going up just as quickly. Does it work that, you know, is it a linear projection that way or is it a little more complicated? It is a little more complicated than that. So I will say that that relationship between higher borrowing costs and increased savings is not linear because financial institutions are not obligated to raise rates on their savings products in tandem with the policy interest rate hikes that we've been seeing. So, you know, we typically do see that these financial institutions pass on the increased borrowing costs to consumers but they may be a little slower to offer those increased savings rates. So uh, to understand why, we really need to explore why banks might offer higher savings rates to begin with. Yeah, and I mean, I would imagine if you're a bank, you're going to try and limit how much you're paying out and you're going to try and maximize how much you're bringing in. So even if they do go down this road, it's they're not going to do it at the same time, right? I mean, there's, there's a window for banks to be making additional money here. That's the bottom line. Exactly. It is about making money. So in a high-rate environment, banks have the opportunity to earn more from customer deposits. So banks invest customer deposits and then profit from these investments. So if a bank was low on deposits and wanted to chase more customers, it might raise its interest rates on its savings products to attract more customers. And of course, if one major bank does this, it puts pressure on the others to also raise their rates to stay competitive. So that's why we might see the interest rates rise on saving products when the Bank of Canada raises the policy interest rate. But again, it's not a linear relationship. Yeah, and you mentioned the major banks, and they seem to do things pretty much at the same pace and at the same rates. There's sort of uh, not a lot of daylight between what they're operating. But, but what about some of the smaller operators? It, would it pay to shop around there, perhaps? And maybe this is an opportunity for them to try and, you know, steal away a customer or two. Exactly. So, you know, today banks may not really be chasing new customers and deposits the way that they once were. And I think we should definitely address the competition in the Canadian banking landscape. You know, we have the big six here. And I think the Canadians, they typically do tend to house a majority of their financial products with a single institution. And it makes sense, you know, keeping everything under one umbrella. It's simple to manage your finances. Yeah. 
But the loyalty, you know, it means that folks may be reluctant to perform that comparison shopping or to jump ship to a competing bank. So all that said, there are high savings rates to be found, but Canadians need to be prepared to do a little research and potentially open an account with a different institution. How much of a process is that? Like, I've literally been with the same bank since I was a teenager, Shannon. Um, and most of my, if not all of my banking is done through the same place. It seems like it would be a monumental task after this many years and all these products to switch. Is it? Does it cost money? Does it take time? Or is it an easy thing to do? You know, I think it's easier than a lot of people realize. And ultimately, you have everything to gain by pursuing the financial products and accounts that best fit your financial goals and your lifestyle. So I will say, you know, the smaller banks, the digital banks, credit unions, they all tend to offer higher interest savings accounts to try and entice that new clientele. And I'll say digital banks especially may be of interest to Canadians that are seeking that stronger return on their savings because the digital banks don't carry the same overhead costs as those big brick and mortar establishments. Interesting. Okay, so it's it's not that difficult. Um, okay, if 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 we are, you know, we've got a little bit of money. We're, we're we're thinking of, hey, you know, the interest rate situation has definitely changed in our country in the past year. Are there products that are more attractive now? Like, if you do want to be looking for a little bit of interest on your savings, are there things where you're starting to see the rates change? Definitely. So I would encourage folks to keep their eye out for high interest savings accounts and potentially GICs. This is where we might see those higher rates offered. Now, the caveat is with a GIC, you are going to be expected to park your money there for an extended period of time. So be willing to let your money sit. But if you're willing to do that, the longer the rate, the uh, the longer the term, the higher the rate typically. Okay, so GICs and uh, high interest savings accounts, two products you could possibly look into today. Absolutely. Um, And one thing here, if you are interested in the high interest savings account, one thing I'll call out is just don't be fooled by the promotional rates. So banks will sometimes advertise a promotional interest rate, but there's a catch. The rate only lasts for a set period of time. So if you want to take full advantage of a savings product with that higher interest rate, you really need that rate to last. Great advice. Same as a credit card. You'll get this great low introductory rate, but after six months, it goes up to 25%. It is much the same. So always, (laughs) always read the fine print. (laughs) Excellent advice. Shannon, thank you so much. Great stuff. I really appreciate your time today.